So where can you purchase eco-friendly fashion items from t-shirts to coats, wallets to duffel bags, and everything in between? GrapeCat.com. Better than an online shopping mall, GrapeCat.com is an online vegan retail store whose brands cause the least impact on your budget and the environment. If you believe we all should dress compassionately, visit GrapeCat.com. That's G-R-A-P-E-C-A-T.com. Hi, this is James Lucas, and this is a vegan fashion and business podcast. Creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the US, eco friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more. Hi, I'm James Lucas. More and more conscientious consumers are looking for earth-friendly clothing and accessories that help reduce their ecological footprint. At GrapeCat, we make it a lot easier for our customers to find what they are looking for all in one place. We do extensive research and bring high-quality animal and environmentally friendly products to you through our online store. If you're looking for products that make a difference, visit GrapeCat.com today. On today's podcast, I talked to Rachel Black, who is the Philadelphia Grassroots Director for the Humane League. She is in charge of coordinating all of the work in the Philadelphia and southern New Jersey areas. She is a graduate of Temple University and resides in Philadelphia. Rachel talks about her journey from becoming vegan to an internship with the Humane League and some tips on how you can become involved in animal rights. Here is Rachel. What is your position at the Humane League? I'm the Philadelphia Director. So the Philadelphia Director... um. There's 11 offices around the country, and each office um, is just, um, they're in a major city, and each grassroots director, which is what I am, um, just pretty much um, runs all grassroots stuff for the Humane League in that city. Why were you interested in working for the Humane League? In college is when I first learned about factory farming and um, animal agriculture in the industry. So I just um, reached out to Rachel Acheson once I did some research on organizations. And this was the most prominent one in Philly because I've been living in Philly before this, I got this position. And um, so I didn't know much about it, just that it was um, a farm animal protection organization. And that's what I wanted to um, get involved with. So I started as an intern two years ago. Um, and once I became an intern, I saw... Um, what the inner workings looked like and I mean they're the ideals of the Humane League aligned with my own personal viewpoints and ideals and so from there um, I knew I wanted to be involved with them eventually professionally. Uh, Would you say the best way to get involved is to become a volunteer? Yeah definitely. There's a wide variety of tasks that need to be done of course. Um, Everyone at the Humane League wears different hats so um, as a volunteer, you can most likely find something you're really interested in or that aligns with your strengths. Um, and yeah, volunteering is a great way to get involved because um, 
there's definitely room for growth once you get involved. Um, we're a con- really fast-growing organization. So if you find that you want to work in the animal rights movement, it's definitely a good place to start. Who has had a tremendous impact on you? Well, Rachel Atchison, who is the former Philadelphia director, was very inspiring to me. Um, she was the first vegan person I've, I met and I understood. Um, well, first vegan person I met <clears throat> at a time in my life that I actually was open to hearing what vegan meant. And she, um, I worked right under her because I was volunteering and interning. So interning. And she was just really positive, um, really just encouraging of um, all of the interns and volunteers at the Humane League. And she kind of just led by example. Anyone who knows her knows she's really hardworking, um, very selfless and doing as much as she can to um, help animals. So, that was the most inspiring person, um, and it, it was right at the right time in my life, too. How would you explain animal rights to a newcomer? Um, I would explain animal rights to someone um, like this. I would say animals in our world today are, um, and especially in the U.S., um, because that's what I know best, are heavily exploited in very different, in a huge array of ways, and um, especially farm animals have little or no legal protection, meaning they don't have laws um, to protect them from abuse or um, cruelty. So that's why um, I believe that the animal rights movement is in place to be that protective um, force or to try to um, raise awareness about how animals do need us as humans to um, treat them better and, you know, use our position of power to help them, not exploit them. What are the biggest lies, myths, and misconceptions about animal rights? Like any um, big belief system or any group of people who believe something strongly, there's going to be groups, small groups of extremists or groups of people who believe things that maybe the rest of the movement doesn't necessarily um, agree with. And I think that that is a huge source of misconception in in the fact that um, it's easy to, to dismiss a small group of people with extreme values that are different than the mainstream society. So um, a lot of people think, or I, I, I don't know, but I'm guessing a lot of people still have the stereotype that animal rights, um, people involved in animal rights are like really pretentious or judging or they care about humans more than, an, um, or care about animals more than humans. And I think that a lot of those misconceptions come from a small group of people who are a little bit more extreme or um, in their tactics. What keeps you interested in animal rights? What keeps me interested in animal rights is that it's such an urgent issue and such horrific things um, are happening to such a large group of animals every single day and every minute. And um, it just, as a fellow earthling, I feel like it's not not only um, something I want to do, but something I feel um, responsible for as a human. Um, I used to partake in, you know, plenty of things in my own life that was, that were, um, cruel indirectly to animals. Um, so I have a a sense of duty to help animals, but I also feel that, um, it just breaks my heart knowing the things, you know, that happen in the meat industry and plenty of other industries. So um, it keeps me involved because I don't want to. I want. I don't want this issue to be an ongoing one. I want it to end someday. What drives you mad about animal rights? Um, something that I wish the animal rights movement would um, 
be better at is banding together and remembering um, our similarities and our end goal is all the same rather than our differences. And what I mean by that is sometimes um, certain groups or just certain people will, you know, differ in our opinions about what the most effective tactic for animals is um, or think that, oh, well, my way of, you know, raising awareness is, is more effective than yours. And whether or not that's true, um, we all are fighting for animals and it, we would be, we would have more power and momentum if we stayed together and it, if we remembered our similarities and tried to work with each other when we could and, you know. What are a few resources you would recommend to someone looking to gain insight into animal rights? If somebody's um, coming in and they want to learn more about animal rights, um, I would say make sure you look at um, a couple different groups, or when I say groups, I mean um, animal rights or animal welfare organizations to get different viewpoints because different organizations are working on different things and they've been around longer or not. I mean, documentaries are a great way to educate yourself really fast about some of the basics of certain issues. So I'd say watch a couple documentaries. I guess I would also recommend looking at the other side of things and like looking at like Animal Agriculture Alliance website or something. So then you can see um, what they have to say about animal rights groups. Um, and podcasts are a great way to learn um, more about what's going on. Um, the basic documentaries that I think uh, people should watch are Forks Over Knives. Um, that's a documentary that focuses on the plant-based um, or the nutrition aspect of things and how um, eating plant-based foods can be more healthy for you and um, save people from disease. Forks Over Knives, Cowspiracy is like a great for the environmental impacts of animal agriculture. Just came out recently. And um, Food Inc. is a basic one that covers environmental health and the ethics of animal agriculture. How and why did you become vegan? I became vegetarian when I was 11 um, because, so it's always been something inherent in me that I, you know, I didn't want to eat animals. And my parents were supportive of that. But, um, of course, I didn't know what factory farming was back then. And um, it went back and forth throughout the years. It didn't, I didn't stay vegetarian since I was 11. But then once I was in college, um, my professor showed me Food Inc. because we were reading a Michael Pollan book. And so that was my first exposure to factory farming that I remember. And um, I, I immediately went vegetarian again. And... Again, it took me like a while. I, I probably didn't stay vegetarian for like those next two years. But then again, um, as a senior, I was a painting major um, at Tyler School of Art. And so for my senior like project, I had to do a series of paintings. And for some reason or another, I decided to do it on factory farmed animals. So through my research to inform my paintings to make sure they were accurate, um, I, on my own research, I just found more and more out about um, the industry of modern animal agriculture. And the more outraged I became, the more um, injustices I found that were happening to animals. And so from there, I decided um, I wanted to start volunteering. And the first week that I was volunteering for the Humane League, I went vegan after meeting Rachel Atchison. And I think it was um, the sense of community. I had never known that there was such a big group of people um, that had the same concern for animals that I did. So. Um, it was easy for me to go vegan once I was, uh, you know, surrounded by like-minded people. And I was just mad that I didn't do it sooner. What caused you to go back eating meat? Um, it was totally just um, allowing myself to forget things that I had seen or um, it was it was just social norms. Um, my dad's a hunter and a fisherman. So to my to, to me, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's the lesser of two evils. He's hunting and I'll just eat the venison he's eating. And at least I'm not supporting factory farming. So uh, that was 
there that was something I did and then I just decided why am I even doing this like um you know I, I was I think it was just to be accepted by my family by my friends that was a huge that was pretty much why I just went back to uh eating meat you know you I guess for me it was probably I I ate something one night or I ate like a chicken nugget or something who knows and then I was like oh well I did that so now I might as well just go back to eating meat when in reality it, it doesn't make sense what do you think is the number one reason people fail at being vegan I believe that it is hugely social um there's still um a big like societal component of you know it's it's a it's part of our culture to eat meat when you're going out to eat or you know at family gatherings or friend gatherings so I think that um, if you're the only vegan you know, it's it's it can definitely be hard to try and explain um, your morals or your newfound beliefs with people that you're close to, and sometimes you feel like you're you know it's us or yourself against the world. But like I said, when I when I when I met people, a big group of people, that was when I went vegan within a week, and that, so I think that it does. It's huge to support to support yourself with um, other like-minded people to remind yourself that you're not the only one who feels this way. Yeah, so I think that um, social norms are a big part, and you have to actively surround yourself by people who are going to um, uplift you and support your beliefs. What is a step someone could take today to become vegan? Um, it's always great to start out um, with small steps. I think that um, a lot of times I hear people say, oh, I tried to go vegan or vegetarian, but... Um, you know, I just I, I tried it overnight and it just was too hard, too much all at once. So I think it's important to, um, you know, replace a food. Like if you're going to cut out um, cheese from your diet, um, then replace it with a delicious vegan cheese. So um, it doesn't really seem you, like you lost anything and you're actually just finding out a new food and adding a new food to your diet. So um, don't look at it as, don't look at it as this. Um, big daunting task. Look at it, look at going vegan as um, a great way to align your morals with your actions. And it's really liberating to know that um, there's so many different foods out there that you might not have even tried before. And um, look at it as an opportunity, not a sacrifice for sure. What is a book you would suggest for someone wanting to be vegan? Dr. Greger's new book called um, How Not to Die is probably a great one to read. Um, it goes into the nutrition. He's a nutritionist and doctor who um, promotes plant-based eating, and I think that he has a lot of really great points to offer. If you are looking into the psychology or maybe you're interested in activism or just how to better talk to people once you are vegan, um, Animal Activist Handbook is a great one. Um, it's a really short read, and I think that that's, uh, it's helped me a lot in my life too. What has been your biggest struggle? My biggest struggle has been learning how to talk to people um, effectively about why I'm vegan or why I think they should be. <laughs> like we talked about before, social norms are so ingrained in our own personal lives that I think it, you know, it's definitely a touchy subject to a lot of people. Um, so talking to people in a non-judgmental way and just trying to put your own emotions aside has been a challenge for me, but I think I'm getting there. It's important to meet people where they're at. Um, I've learned in life because every, you know, it took me until I was 24 to go vegan. So I, 
and I thought I would be a lot sooner now looking back. But my point is everyone's on a different like journey. Everyone, you know, um, has come from a different background. So I think it's important for me to remember that and educate in like a kind way and in a patient way instead of without using my passion um, negatively. What has been your biggest victory? My biggest victory has been able being able to work in this industry. I feel very honored to be working for um, an effective organization that's fighting for animals. In this job, I'm just I've only been working in this position for um, like six months, but I've gotten three school districts to honor Meatless Monday, which is um, a big victory in my job life <laughs> for me. And that means that um, the school district is going to serve only vegetarian meals one day a week on Monday to their students. So um, that's going to spare a lot of animals from factory farming. And it's going to um, hopefully show students that they can eat vegetarian meals that aren't disgusting and that are, you know, good, good for them and good for the environment. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for so many things, but I'm grateful that I have um, the opportunity to work um, for something that I love and for something I'm passionate about. I'm grateful that um, I decided to go vegan because it is the best feeling to know that I am trying to do as little harm to this world and to my fellow earthlings as I can. And I'm grateful for the community I found, um, for the people in my life that have accepted my change in lifestyle. I'm very grateful for everyone who um, recognizes that animals deserve to be fought for. If someone wants to get involved with the Humane League in Philadelphia, what's the best way to contact you? My email is the best way. I, I check it like a thousand times a day. So my email is best. My email is rblack at thehumaneleague.com. Thank you so much for taking this time out for with me. Sure, I'm happy to. Okay, talk to you later. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the show notes at grapecat.com. Do us a favor before you go, please take a few seconds to rate this podcast. It is a key way to get this podcast higher in the ranks, which will make it more accessible to people who truly need this information. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Make sure you never miss a future episode of this podcast by subscribing. If you have any questions or guest ideas, please send them to podcast at grapecat.com. Thank you for dressing compassionately. Yeah, creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the U.S., eco-friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. GrapeCat.com for more.